I want to wrap up our series on Does God Really Love Me? We're going to look at maybe three verses today. Because these weeks have been full of invitation. And there is, this, there is this reality that we see in Jesus for you in your life that we think matters immensely. It just matters immensely. And if this is the first week you've been a part of this series, I hope that I, in, in like, 12 to 15 minutes, I hope that you can hear the good news of Jesus. I hope that you can hear what we've kind of walked through over the last seven weeks, that there is a God that we believe created everything, is the source of all that is life and all that is good, and the primary way that God wants to relate to you is that he loves you, is that he loves you. And trust me, there is enough in this life and in this world that would give you reason to not believe that. I've experienced enough disappointment and heartbreak and discouragement. You look out, you watch the news for about seven seconds, and there's enough for you to question, does God exist? Does God really love me? And we believe that he does, and we believe that that answering that question for your own life matters because it will totally transform you from the inside out. And as God, through his love, transforms humanity, we believe that the earth becomes a better place that we get to participate in God's heart of bringing heaven to earth, that we get to be a part of his love being declared in a world where lots of other things get declared. So we're glad that you're here. If you received an invitation from somebody, way to go. Way to be courageous and show up to a new place for the first time. It takes a lot of guts. If you're joining us online, thanks for joining us online. We appreciate it. We love that y'all share this. We know that not everybody can get here in person, and so we're trying to use technology and if you happen to want to share what happened today with a family member or something, maybe you, you were dedicating a child, you can check that out through our Facebook page. And here in just a little bit, as we baptize uh, four people in their new life in Jesus, we are going to celebrate that, and we're so excited. And so I want us to look at the words of Jesus to wrap up this series. And we're going to be in Matthew 11. And the, the thought here is this, that this whole idea of does God really love me is that it invites us to a reality that we don't have to earn it. It's not about how good you are, how religious you are, how much your life is put together. It ultimately is receiving the greatest gift that has ever been given. And it invites you into the greatest life you could ever live. And so we've titled this talk, Come Find Rest. Let me just ask, by a show of hands, anybody ever been tired? Yup. Anybody tired right now? Okay, feel free to take a nap. It's all good. It won't hurt my feelings. There is this invitation in Jesus and the faith journey as a follower of Jesus, this Christian identity and this Christian walk that we are invited to come find rest. To come find rest. Jesus regularly takes things of the culture and even the religious culture, and he says, no, not that way, this way. No, not that way, this way. And I think this is another place, that the love of God displayed in Jesus invites us to a reality of rest and receiving more than strife And like perpetually trying to gain security by our own effort, instead we begin to receive something that transforms our soul. It changes the angst 
and the fatigue of life from the inside out. And so check out these words of Jesus in Matthew 11. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you've ever been around church, this might kind of make you think, really? There's like lots of rules and there's like lots of things and I go to all, I gotta go to all these things and I gotta show up and do all this stuff and I gotta make it look good and I gotta sound good and I gotta... That is not... The starting point. That is actually not the invitation. The invitation is to come and to consider how we relate to God and how God relates to us. And that's one of the things we've been talking about in this question, does God really love me? Is it exposes this question, which I think is deep in the human heart, does God really love me? One, is God real? We realize it takes faith. Is God even out there? Is he even real? And if so, what does he think about me? What we begin to see in Jesus is that God declares his love for you, that he's interested in you. He's not some far-off being saying, playing like cosmic hide-and-seek. He's a God of love that's come and walked and knows what it's like for us, and he comes near and he pursues us. And then he invites us into the greatest life we could ever live. So if you'd like to take notes on your listening sheet, the first thought this morning is this, that in Jesus and in this passage and his love for us, he is declaring an invitation to all. To all. And you might be going like, but like everybody? Yes. All. Like all y'all. All y'all. Come to me. All. And does it say, come to me all who are cleaned up and figured it out and pretty and nice and neat and have all their stuff together? Okay, on three, everybody say no. (laughs) Yeah, good. No. No. Come to me all who are weary and burdened. What an invitation. What an invitation by the love of God to say, come to me. As you are, where you are, fatigued, worn out, stressed out, feeling like you got nothing in the tank, he says, come. See, in this invitation to all, we have to consider how we relate to God. Are you going to show up to the party? Are you going to receive the invitation? Are you going to come? What I want to do is I just want to walk through these verses and help you see how you could read Scripture like this. How you could come, you could open up the Bible, and you could begin to see the love of God for you. So just just walk with me here. Listen to this. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. So this idea of come is that we get to choose. We have a choice. So what's your choice? At this point in your faith journey, in your life journey, 
Maybe you've really not ever experienced faith and you don't really believe that a God is out there. In this, we see an invitation for you to consider what would you choose if God said come? And then in verse 29, it says, take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. This is like my way of living and the things that I'm going to call you to and, and this kind of like purpose for your life. If you think about like a yoke on oxen, like it was there to kind of lead them and guide them and control them, but they actually still had to move. They still had to participate. There still was this shared relationship. It says, take my yoke. And I just, the thought that came to me as I was just walking through is, will I receive what's available? He says, come to me, all of you. And then he says, take. Will I receive? Not just that I choose to come, but then I begin to receive. Like, I could choose to come to church and not receive a thing. I don't have to take anything that's here. But maybe I can begin to receive what's available. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn. Will we be teachable? Will we begin to surrender our ways and our will, and will we follow? Will we follow? See, we can come. We can even receive. But then there's, there's this invitation to, to followership. Will I begin to follow Jesus? Will I begin to follow God? Hear his voice in my life and learn from him for who he is and who he's calling me to be. It says, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Doesn't that just sound nice? Like, what if, just imagine for a second, like, picture the most restful, peaceful, like, geography you could put yourself in. Like, go to the most beautiful place in your mind. Like, picture, like, like I just quickly go to, like, the Caribbean, like, crystal blue waters, beach, like, that perfect temperature where it's not hot or cold, you know? And it's just like you look, and it's just beautiful. And I feel like there's like this peace. Like, can you, okay, y'all follow me? Like, maybe you're, some of you are like snow-capped mountains. Maybe you're like up in the east, like fall time, lots of colors. I'm trying to get you to engage a little bit here. So I'm drawing it out. Be creative. Imagine your soul being that. You just begin to breathe deeply, and the angst and the worry is gone. The hope that you longed for is present. And you begin to feel, I'm not an accident, it's not a mistake, but I was made with purpose. And that there is a God who is so capable and so powerful that he spoke that beautiful place that you just pictured into existence. That there is a being that gives source to that beauty and that same being gives source to the beauty of your life. To the like courage and the strength that's deep inside of you. And he says rest. Rest. You don't have to prove it. You have to receive it. How will we relate to God? How do we relate to God? 
There is an invitation to all, to all to come, to come and receive rest for our souls. But what's great is it's not just an invitation. Have you ever been invited to a party and you showed up and like no one was there? Like, like that would be like the worst, right? See, this invitation is backed by a promise. And so in this text, we see a promise from God. There's an invitation to all, but it all hinges and is built on a promise from God. I'm just going to walk through it again, okay? We're just going to read it again. We're going to let the words of Jesus be enough for us. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let's read those last five words together. I will give you rest. Ready? I will give you rest. I'll take it. See, God's promise is a gift of rest. It's a gift of safety. It's a gift of security. It's a gift of being and being okay. I will give you rest. It comes straight from God to you. It's personal, but it includes all y'all, so it's communal. There is community. We are not alone. We are with each other because we're all weary. We're all burdened, just for, for the record. And I don't mean that in judgment. I mean that in, like, life is hard. Like, life is hard. Stuff tries to take from us all the time. But God's promise is, I will give you rest. It's a gift. But then he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble. See, the thing that we have to begin to see is that the way God wants to relate to you is from a gentle humility of love. He's not angry. He's not spiteful. He's not destructive. He is loving and gentle and kind. And he will be humble with you. He will let you choose. The Father, Son, and Spirit and the way they interact in relationship and beautiful love want to interact with you in that way. They want to give you the gift of rest and the security of love. Knowing that you matter and that there is a voice of truth in your life that declares purpose and calling and invitation. And that it says, I will give you rest and I am humble and gentle. This sounds like a good thing, y'all. It just sounds way better than the alternative. For the, that's Kurt's opinion. I know the stories. I hear the struggle, I hear the strife, I hear the pain, I see it, I see it. This invitation is significant. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. If God is who he says he is, displayed in Jesus, he is pursuing you and he's saying, let me show you how this works. Let me show you how this works, and then let's do it together. You don't have to get cleaned up first. You don't have to figure it out first. You don't have to be, like, religious enough or Christian enough or, like, faith-filled enough. You don't have to be enough to be included. You just have to be willing to come 
and realize God loves you. And I will tell you, that might be the most challenging thing you wrestle with in your entire life. Will you surrender what you know about your own story and about yourself and come with humility to a God who says, I love you. I want to be with you. Come, all who are weary and burdened. Receive from me. Let me pour life into you. Let me speak encouragement to you. Let me lead you. Learn from me. Man, there are so many ideas about there, out there about how to live life. Man, just Pinterest it. Like, how to live the best life now. Like, read all the articles on Facebook and on social media and go get all the books. But at the end of the day, they are going to make you do it on your own strength and your own power. And Jesus says something totally different. Religion is you making your best effort to get to God. The relationship that God wants with you is that he loves you and he comes to you in Jesus. And then Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you alone, but the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the counselor is going to be poured out so that he will draw you into relationship with me. He will lead you into truth. It's not on your own strength or power, but it's the love of God saying, come, come. Come, come eat, come receive. I love you, I am for you. Come, are you tired? It's okay, come. Are you discouraged? Come. Is your life all nice and neat and put together? Bring all the goods, come. Like wherever you are on the spectrum of life, Come, experience freedom, experience hope, embrace the truest truth that could ever be declared about you. The creator God loves you, and he invites you to come. I want to highlight a quote that we've kind of been sharing throughout this series, and it's this. Embracing God's love is about embracing our true identity. If God is real, it takes faith. I wasn't there when it all started. I ain't that old. Neither are you. If God is real, and he has spoken all of this into being, and what scripture says is true, it says that God is love and he loves you. For God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. There is no truer truth that you could ever live by that you could ever receive, then God loves me. And this is the thing my entire identity is anchored to, is found in. And for every day, you get to come back to that again and again and again. Embracing God's love is about embracing our truest identity. And you're going to see a picture of it. You're going to see a picture of it. We have people here today who are going to enter the waters of baptism and declare that I have found in Jesus the love that I've looked for. And I am showing publicly what's already happened internally. I've already made the choice to follow Jesus. And this takes a lot of guts, y'all. But what's beautiful about this is that you now get to see on the outside the guts that it took on the inside to come and live out this text that we just read. To come to Jesus and say, I'm weary. I'm burdened. I can't do this on my own. 
And so in reading of scripture today and in worship and in child dedication and what you're going to see in baptism, if you are here today and you have never given your life to Jesus, you had no idea that God loved you as much as maybe it's just come alive for you today, you can come. You can begin to follow and you can enter into relationship with the living God. That can happen for you today because it is a choice. And it's about receiving a gift. And then it's about following Jesus for the rest of your days.